Is the concept of green economic zones too early for Africa? Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Green economic zones offer private sector investors an opportunity to invest in sectors such as renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, ecotourism and sustainable industrial practices. On the sidelines of the economic Mukutano under the theme Unlocking Private Sector Opportunities from Green Economic Zones, we have a discussion with Tesha Antoinette, Program Director, Textile and Apparel at Gatsby Africa. Is Africa ready for the concept of green economic zones and the financial implication that comes with it? The way I say it personally, I think if your real estate lasts between 20, 25, 30 years. So you want to build something that is future proof and then also to the highest standards. There's nothing worse than you put up something, a facility, and then five years from now, whoever is operating in that facility cannot export to the US market or the EU market or any market because that facility is not compliant. And as you'd have seen right now, um, the, you know, the revival of COP 1927, all these COP discussions, ESG is probably at the top of the agenda of most, uh, international platforms now. I think you can never start too soon. Um, and, uh, that's where the world is going now. So for Uganda to remain competitive in the regional space and be recognized as a good place to go to for manufacturing and also for sourcing, you have to go with the flow. There is a perception that uh, ESG is not an African problem. It's a problem that the West created. So therefore, why, um, why should we think about it? But I think sometimes we're a bit too harsh on ourselves. Um, our economy is actually very green. Our waste is very low. Uh, the way we use materials, we don't, we hardly waste anything because we can't afford to. So I don't think it's as unattainable. I think it's more, I think you, t- you nailed it on the head when you said, do we really understand what that means? And I hope that all the partners here today is uh, advocating to also educate and not just prescribe. So there is, I hope this is the first of many dialogues to really understand what does a green building look like. And uh, to fit within the realities. So we're not asking someone to, to make a, a building out of totally recyclable material, even though that could happen. But can you actually manufacture in such a place? So I don't think it's, a, it's too early. I think also because in Africa we are capital constrained, we need to get the best use of every dollar. Um, Asia's had a really good growth um, and they've had their buildings and so forth at a high cost of the environment. We have the luxury to learn from them. So yes, technology is bringing new things every day, but if we do the minimum or the acceptable to get there, um, I think we'll also be doing good for ourselves Um, because water, energy, scarce resources are a reality of our, our world. So if we're not safeguarding them today, it's just going to be worse 10 years from now. Green economic zones also means greening the real estate space for industry and manufacturing. How can this be done? So I think firstly, uh, sometimes when you say green industrial space, there's this idea that all the materials are made from something recyclable or regenerated, which is probably the best, uh, the best case scenario. But we also have to accept the realities of cost, practicality, um, as well as the availability of raw materials. 
I think when we say green, we just mean that it does as little harm as possible. You use responsible materials. So, for example, everybody knows now asbestos is no longer an acceptable material. But then also building to specifications that need less air conditioning, uh, more flow of air, um, that use natural light more, have the ability to put uh, solar panels within that infrastructure without having to build additional side infrastructure. There's also things around waste management, water management, careful water management. Our industry, for example, on the apparel side, doesn't use a lot of water manufacturing, but if you're going to put 5,000 people in one space, you need to have the right type of amenities. So builders need to build with that in mind and make these facilities uh, what we call fit for purpose. But it also means uh, using less wasteful material, uh, building once and building it to the best specifications. So I think for us, design is very important. Location is very important. And um, yeah, so I, I don't think it's uh, something that is not attainable. We have some very good quality builders in the region. And I have seen some fantastic places in Uganda as well. Um, I think it's just wanting, needing to make the deliberate decision to plan ahead and not just build. Because um, I find most of the time people just build and then they hope that somehow they'll retrofit it. It's a lot harder to do that, but it's a lot easier to do it good like the first time. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Naira appreciated slightly against the US dollar at the investors and importers window after recording declines at the sport market amid worsening currency scarcity across the country. The gains were recorded as a foreign exchange supply within the market surged significantly. According to data published on the FMDQ website where Forex was officially traded, the local unit closed at 461.3 per dollar on Monday, the first business day of the week. This represents a 0.42 or 0.09% increase against the 461.75 to a dollar recorded in the previous session. Nigeria's Naira opened trading at 461 per dollar before moving within the intraday low of 462.31 and a high of 446 Naira. It eventually closed at 461. Foreign exchange reserves in South Africa declined to $61.2 billion in February 2023 from January's record peak of $61.86 billion. The decreases in the gross reserves and international liquidity position are mainly due to the decline in the U.S. dollar gold price valuation adjustments due to the appreciation of the U.S. dollar asset price movements and the foreign exchange payments made on behalf of governments. And a quick trip around Africa, women's access to jobs their employment conditions and a persistent pay gap have barely improved worldwide in nearly two decades in a new blow for equality, according to a new report by the International Labour Organization. The jobs gap for women is a stubborn and damaging reality of the global labour market, but it is particularly worrying in developing countries, according to ILO, with almost one in four women unable to find a job compared to 16.6% of men. The assessment is based on a new indicator known as the jobs gap, which captures all persons without employment that are interested in finding a job. It paints a much bleaker picture of the situation of women in the world of work 
than the more common. The new data shows that women still have a much harder time finding a job than men. According to the agency, 15% of working age women globally would like to work but do not have a job compared to 10.5% of men, whereas unemployment levels are very similar for both sexes because the criteria used to define unemployment tend to disproportionately exclude women. The jobs gap is particularly severe in developing countries where the proportion of women unable to find a job reaches 24.9%. The corresponding rate for men in the same category is 16.6%, a worryingly high level but significantly lower than that for women. The Executive Board of the International Monetary Fund has agreed to temporarily increase the limits on members' annual and cumulative access to fund resources in the general resources account. These changes are intended to better support the fund's members in a particularly challenging and uncertain economic environment. The access limits for the GRA or the general resource account were last set in 2016 with an annual limit of 145% of quarter and a cumulative limit of 435% of quarter. The fund has now raised the annual limit in the GRH 200% of quarter and cumulative limit of 600% of quarter for a period of 12 months. These changes will provide member countries, particularly emerging markets and developing economies that face increased financing pressures and vulnerabilities to access with higher fund financial support without triggering the exceptional access framework. The executive board also discussed possible changes in access limits under the Poverty Reduction and Growth Trust, the fund's concessional financing arm. The South African GDP shrank by 1.3% on quarter in the three months to December of 2022 compared to the market expectations of 0.4% fall and following an upwardly revised 1.8% rise in the prior quarter. It's the sharpest contraction since the third quarter of 2022, mostly due to a sharp rise in power blackouts in recent months. Seven out of 10 activities recorded declines, notably finance, trade, catering, accommodation, mining, agriculture, and manufacturing. On the expenditure side, net exports subtracted 1.1% points from the total growth as exports shrunk 4.8% and imports declined 0.8%. Government spending fell by 0.7%, while household Consumption rose by 0.9%. Yanya, the economy advanced by 0.9%, the least in seven quarters below market estimates of 2.2% growth and after an upwardly revised 4.2% growth in the prior period. In 2022, the economy expanded by 2% following a growth of 4.9% in 2022. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With a Dong. <laughs>